0: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.
1: Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 792 betus. BetUS U.S. for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, Bet U.S. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125.
0: Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is
4: Mm. The Ed Lover dance. Nick, have you perfected the Ed Lover dance? I didn't think so. I didn't think so, man. Zero accountability. What, uh, with Nick? He what said they, he'd uh, do it. Uh, yeah, I know. He said he'd learn it. suspect right now.
2: He said he'd learn it. Um,
4: I feel sorry for some of these Lincoln High School kids, man. They got a bunch of talent, man. They just ain't, you know, getting developed. So, the, them, so, them and so them coaching schemes, them coaching schemes are suspect. Let, I done reached out stage. to all the, co- all the coaches around here. Said I will come in there for a little small fee, mm. and get you back right. Your stuff ain't working, man. Well, it, let, it ain't a talent thing. So, I mean, granted, I'm sure that you, they got talented players in Omaha, but you come up there. Here's here's my here, I'll equate it to like this. All right, okay. Just take a defensive back against a receiver. All right, being a multi sport athlete, being trained or whatever. Right. So, if you have a kid in Omaha that that plays multiple sports and during those multiple sports is still getting better at, say, football, and says, just let's just take this, uh, just a random number so we can just kind of see it, right? Okay. So, say they, through all the stuff they do throughout the whole summer, they get 1,000 competitive reps. Probably a lot, but just say they get 1,000 competitive reps. And the guy in Lincoln gets 200 And that's 200 before they play those thousand reps could be from personal training, one on ones, you know, seven on seven, two days or fall camp or whatever they call it. And then however many reps during the game they meet each other, said player meets each other. Mm -hmm. So this kid shows up with a thousand reps. Now, he now this kid in Omaha might be the same level athlete or maybe this is and I'll even say even a little bit lower. Right. Say, I don't know, height, weight, speed or whatever. He has a thousand reps banked. Going up against a guy with two hundred reps banked, who do you think has more confidence, and who do you think is going to be more productive?
2: And their competitive reps.
4: Yeah, and who's going to be better? It's just like when I talk to these parents. Like when we play against teams from, you know, different states, or you know, or Omaha, where they actually play basketball for real, where they just don't go to practice you know, fun for them is going and actually playing basketball for real. And then when they go play with their friends, they're actually trying to play basketball versus shoot half court shots between your legs, you know, trying to be Giannis or Steph Curry. Right. So I broke it down to them. Like, so if they practice, and we might play some teams from Omaha sometimes that practice three days a week and then play on the weekend. So five days out of the week, they're doing something. But if they just, if, 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 if everything's equal with two practices, we both just say everybody gets 400 shots, like 200 to practice. Well, then if they get 200 more shots, then they're at advantage to us. So then we have to find a different way to win. So that's the difference when you're playing from Lincoln teams to Omaha. It's just a different just a different, just a different, mindset, different atmosphere.
2: Well, I mean, shouldn't it also be not teaching players and teaching you how to play?
4: Sure, yeah. There's, I mean, teaching you the why. So then when they're out there and they're trying to – ideally what you would like to do – uh, is teach them why so when there is something that's stressing your your concepts or the coverage, then, you know, the position groups or the position group players can figure it out amongst themselves because they understand the why. That allows you to play faster, more aggressive, and ultimately it, it, it leads to you looking and being more physical.
2: But how do you bridge reps?
4: Uh, I mean, that's a drastic analogy that I gave but you know you got to do it more you got to do it more I mean you got to like you got to accept the expectation I mean if you want to be if you want to compete if you want to compete against the teams that are beating you then you got to do what they're doing at least to even be on the same level playing field
2: do parents know what they should and should not be telling their kids about what do they know how this works? Do they know?
4: I don't know. I don't. Well, see, sometimes I think there's a few that do, um, but I think sometimes they, the the message gets I don't know. I don't know what's the word, convoluted or, or murky or whatever, because it's 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 funneled or manipulated through like the coaches. So if because the, if I'm if, a, I don't mean to cut you off, but if huh. I'm a head coach, right? Mm-hmm. And you say you guys are you two are parents, and I'm having it. I'm saying this is my this is what I this is what I can guarantee you that I'm going to provide for your son. But with what I'm providing, these are my expectations. Now, if I'm a head coach, it would be a little bit different because I'm giving you it's it, a little bit more is coming. But if you're just a if I'm just a head coach that never played NFL football X Y and Z, and didn't have access to different st- people that could come on site. To give you the training and all that stuff, I was, you know, to say that you need, in order for us to be competitive, this is what the state champs do. This is what their expectations are. This is their weight program. This is their off-season program. This is what they need to do, so forth and so on. If, right? if,
2: if you look at look at the players, pick a for let's say, let, let's stick to basketball for the sake of this conversation. That can it be trainers that make up? the difference between Omaha and Lincoln, or is it simply that the coaches hold them back?
4: Oh, a little bit. I mean, I, here's a, I got a text from a well-respected dude I know from – well, he played college, but I know him through youth sports, but he knows football. The people here don't know what they don't know, which is true. That's, that's a that's – a, uh, um, a viable issue, right? You don't. You only know what you, you only know what you know. But he's like, pretty much, people are too proud to let the people that know what they're doing do it.
2: But don't you hear those conversations? Like, there are people that approach you and like, Hey, Jay, I've got I got a kid, right? I got a kid, but something's missing,
4: right? And then you offer. You offer, and then, oh, well, then they start trying to say like, oh, they could do it themselves, or this, this, and this. Or like, I do. Like, look, I don't have to, you. You approach me. I don't have really time for this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these are expectations. I know what I can do. Well, how I can help? It's not just what well, people understand when you, when people. That's why uh, I I I don't say push, but I highly encourage a lot of my basketball kids to go down and, and and there's plenty of good basketball trainers around here in in league. So let me just say, let me put that out there. But the guy that I like is Thomas uh, Villianco, uh and he's down there at Speedway because it, see the thing, he's not only giving you basketball skill training. He's training you to be a better athlete. Competitive. Why? Expectations. Being real with you. Not lying to you. You know what I'm saying? And being supportive. He'll watch some of the kids. Then he'll see what he needs to work on. Then he'll be like, oh, you, you know, this, this, and this. Or you need you know what I mean? So just being a I mean, if you if you want somebody just to put together workouts, that's not gonna get you there. Getting you guys to really push yourself to – because that's where you're going to get the confidence from. I mean, where do you think people – you think people just show up in the football field be like, yeah, I'm just confident. You get your confidence from the work you put in in the offseason. And having somebody that can tell you the truth. All right. It. Do you, and it's not personal.
2: Well, but how much of that conversation do you end up having with parents?
4: Oh, you try to, but then a lot of parents
1: don't want to hear it. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 792 US. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125.
4: But by that time, but if you let two or three, here's how comp- it, it, here it is. It's like people are starting so much earlier trying to, have the path for their kids to go to college and play sports, it's it's super competitive from an early age. So if you think that your kid has potential, then you can let three years go by, and then on that fourth year, that, by that it's too late.
2: But that happens a lot.
4: It happens more. It happens at the 80 percentile, 85%. It's too late. So how do we
2: get that message to those parents so that it doesn't happen?
4: I don't know. I mean, those are questions I don't even know. I don't think I'm even prepared to answer. I know if I was a high school coach, if I was a high school coach, okay, I would have or try to have a feeder program. That's what I would do. That's the number one I would do. Try to develop peewee, you know, all the way up.
2: Let's go to the Honda Lincoln hotline now. Brand different. Hey,
3: what's going on, fellas?
2: What's Papa
4: Locket on the ones and twos?
3: Not a whole uh right. You know, You guys were just kind of talking about, and it wasn't the reason why I called in, and I'll get to that here in a minute. You just kind of brought up a point, DP, to Jay, about the fact of how you addressed this with the the high school coaches. And I think the thing that I learned at a very young age, and I still see it today, being from Nebraska, it came in from a very small community, you know, anywhere from 11 to 20-some kids in your class in the southeast part of the state and i would say that the biggest problem with kids in sports in the small communities i can't speak on the large communities that would be more your your guys's basis is most of the coaches are parents and the thing that i noticed growing up is regardless if you were the best person or best player that was out there on the team if you weren't friends with the with the kids' um, father or mother as a coach, or you weren't in the in-group and had the right last name. You didn't play. And I think that, unfortunately, that's a big reason why, in the smaller class sizes within the state of Nebraska, you see some of these programs that should succeed don't. You have Catholic schools like Fall City Sacred Heart who – may be undersized but they succeed almost on a year in year out basis and they have since heck i was born in the late 80s they've been good since the 90s probably even before i even remember um it's just i think that's a huge thing in the smaller communities but i don't know if it's that way in the large communities jay i have a question with the fact of how the nil has changed the way that our college athletes Um, can make money off of their name and image and likeness and you're starting to see more of these guys come in and start putting in these camps um you're seeing it with the football players like stilly and Doman. do you think those guys specifically juniors and seniors i know the other guys can as well but those guys that have been in college for two three years they start going out during the summer and say hey you're a linebacker. You come work out with us. We'll show you the drills that we do from a collegiate level. Do you think for their standpoint of making it as like an income or a source of income for them as a college athlete, also on the flip side, benefiting the youth in the state with getting them the right workouts, showing them the right work ethic, things like that, do you think that would be more – Presentable or taken better from the parent standpoint rather than, I mean, it's sad to say, a former Husker who's a national championship player. It, I mean, you think there's an, anything with that?
4: Yeah, I mean, anything. I mean, look, dude, I don't need to. <laughs> that was a great question. I, I don't need to do it, and I don't really get bent out of shape if, if the parents don't want to do it. But yeah, if the players got together and tried to. You know, uh, infuse their knowledge with the youth. Uh, I think it's great. You know what I mean. You know, uh, and there, there probably would be a market there because parents would, it'd be just going to like a a Husker football camp. Um, what I what I'm saying as far as the high school level is, is they need to do that and implement their system uh, from the youth up. And I know, look, there's a lot of dads that do coach, um, but my answer to that is there's not a lot of There's dads that go and watch their kid play and claim that they're coaching, and (laughs) the the only thing they're doing is really caring about their kid. When you coach, you coach everybody and your kids in in, in the mix as well. And a lot of times you need to coach your kid ten times harder and be harder on your kid. So um, that, I think, is in youth sports, the biggest thing is coaching. Because if you can find a coach or a program that's gonna start out with the fundamentals early, it's gonna lead to success later on in their you know athletic career because they're gonna be able to draw back on the things that they learned fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade when they get into you know ten eleven, twelfth you know whatever sport they're playing because of the foundation there and it's not just the fundamentals, it's the accountability being a good teammate, working hard. Um, being competitive, those are the things that are kind of instilled in them. And it's not so intense that they can't do it and, and, and it can't be, like, in, you know, ingrained in them. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, but, I mean, so in most places when that thing comes up where students, current f- players, current college players want to hold camps or be enlisted to work at camps, they still have to be taught how to coach.
4: Yeah, and that's where people don't See, understand. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, where, that's what I was just about to say. A, and that's what I'm talking about. When you, are, <laughs> when you are training a kid, you are coaching and mentoring more than just going. Cause, okay, say like I'm training Nick, right? And he's coming in. Yeah, we might go through a 45-minute workout, but I'm talking to Nick during the workout, so I'm actually mentoring him. And I'm checking on him, you know, in between and during, you know, workouts after and then i'm going to the game and giving them my input i'm doing more things than just giving you you know taking you through a workout
2: and that's a good coach yeah a good Yeah, but there are there are the other coaches who are they're just paid babysitters right like there are some camps that are just it's just paid paid daycare right yeah like and you're pay, and, 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 and a reason for pictures and autographs right but, but there are some where there's actual work and yeah you're right that the good coaches offer so much of the, the right thing, but the bad coaches are so loud. Like, the bad coaches. Yeah, well,
4: it's hard to – Well, and, see, it's hard for parents to evaluate because a lot of times you drop your kid off and they don't know the difference. They don't so, know so after two at. hours, they're like, did, you know, did you have a good time? Was it a good, was a good <sighs> camp? Of course they're going to say, yeah. <sighs> they're not going to say, man, you know, you know, I only got four reps in this camp. You know, I don't want to go to next year. <sighs> But if they got to meet somebody, then it was all good.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's, and there's also that camp or those training sessions. And I'll put them in air quotes because they're not really training sessions. Really, it's there's a whole lot of gadgetry and confetti and you oh,
4: know, yeah, well, nonsense, yeah. but it's not teaching you how to play the game. Right, yeah, when you go over like different ropes and go through the, like the, yeah, you got the, the three thing. different sets of cones, three under, sets of different cones and you yeah. foot fire around there and you not running, yeah. you not ran one route yet.
2: well And they, and you haven't taught them how to run first of all.
4: Right. Or run a route, what you, what you would need as a receiver to get open.
2: Well, run the route. Like yeah. ultimately you're going to have to run a route and, and then learn how to learn how to fight a reroute. Like that's another or, thing that drives me crazy, yeah. but that's, that's, that's okay. Right. That, no offense. Anybody will take it. But there are too many receivers in the state of Nebraska <laughs> at several levels that have, do not know how to engage a reroute.
4: No. Well, the funny thing is, I, as a, I always like asking DBs. And then one of the dudes, um, John Pargo, that plays for Creighton Prep, he's, he's kind of like a hybrid guy that I work with. Um, first thing I always ask him is, How do you, tell me how you would cover a seven route, man or zone, Mm -hmm. negative split, a negative split or, you know, regular split. um, Down and distance. Down and distance, field and boundary.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And now granted, the way he answers isn't going to be how I answer. But if he can answer and has the basics, then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're we're definitely, we're we're cooking with some peanut oil.
2: Like, tell me something. Yeah.
4: Don't, if you me, tell me I, if you just tell me I don't know, then you just out there. Then we actually are starting at below ground zero.
2: Well, but that's the, that's the part when it comes to folks who are, are recruiting experts who have no idea what they're watching.
4: You know what? They're, you know what recruiting experts are watching. What is it? The what tape is it they got? The, the huddle. Huddle, huddle, huddle tapes. And drawing comparisons off of that, reading what somebody else is thinking, and based on wherever they their geographical area are, is that they're that much better than somebody else. And not and, and Not look when you if you got the grainy VHS and you see Randy Moss,
2: mm-hmm. you know that you, he's you know, a dude.
4: Okay, yeah, he looks different. You, when, or when you see LeBron and and Allen Iverson, right. I, I always say Allen Iverson's highlight tape is the best one I ever seen in my life. His
2: football yeah, highlight. The fo- tape.
4: That, yeah, the football highlights. His tape.
2: football highlight. Like, like um, he was, he was better than Vic. He was better than Deontay Hall. Yeah, like he, he was, was better than everybody. Like he
4: was just that dude. So, you know, a lot of them know it. They work hard, and, they, and a lot of them go out and watch. Um, but it's hard to really evaluate a guy that's like straight, just running through cats.
2: Jay, J- but th- you can't
4: fault him because he's
2: well, he's doing what he what he can what do where he is. Do. I
4: would be it'd be more of a negative if you should be running through cats and you're not.
2: Here's here's what I this is when I know. A staff is getting it right, and this is what I know: the parents are getting it right. Are you sending your kid to play in a system that he is his skill set would Fits. work in? Right? Yeah. That yeah. like I need to know that. Look, if I'm going to send Jay to look at linebackers, and Jay runs three four, but he runs it he runs a physical three four rather right. than rather yeah, rather, rather than a flex three four. Yeah. So what he's looking for on film should be entirely different and it shouldn't have anything to do with what most people are looking at on that dude's film. It should be, wait a minute, where's his head? Does his eyes get around? Does he have smart eyes? Is he avoiding bad plays simply because he knows where he's supposed to be and what his key is? All those things, you line them all up. But then we also know that there are a lot of dudes that just go, it doesn't matter if he's big and fast, I can justify giving him money.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's just – I mean, that's – that's an everything. But, you know, ultimately, you know, talking to high school sports, you got to really – I always advise parents, always have a conversation with your kid every year, every six months because it can change. But how many parents – so think
2: about it this way. You were blessed. You you were blessed.
4: Because what you – because my aunt, your aunt, the kid's answer has to act, has to match up with his actions because his actions are going to speak louder than anything he can he's true, going to tell you. True. But you still need to have the conversation with him or him or her and whatever sport because you want the line of communication open if it if it something does changes. But you also want to make sure as we go along and the things and we get older, we you're not. You can't show up to eighth grade football or basketball is not like fourth grade. Right? It's a little bit. It's more intense. It, it's it's you do you fourth ru-
2: grade. is the biggest kid, fastest kid. Everybody else to right. falls. It's so
4: usually the littlest kid because he's gonna run around the corner and be out of there. <laughs> yeah, but so it's it's a little bit different. And um, you know we know it. it, it I think it all kind of goes in ways because look, when I was in college, Lincoln was destroying Omaha high school football. Southeast was just running through cats. So it's just, I think it's just a wave. But I think that when you go, if you drove up through Gretna, Elkhorn, and Omaha, you would probably see more training facilities in a three, right, Nick? Three or four baseball too, right? Just on the highway at eighty, they have that big gymnastics and baseball thing right there, right? So you would see more of those things in a five, well, I guess what, ten mile radius than you would maybe see in the whole city of Lincoln. You know, and but you also have to have access to fields, so that means the high school coaches have to be able to let you get on the field. Which fields, they won't, which ownership, they won't.
2: ownership over overdue, right? Like I can line up I can line up But but coaches. here's here's
4: here's what I'd say to you. If I if I called you up and say, Hey, I wanna have a camp at your high school would you tell me A, you have to pay me or would you say B okay, I usually don't do this, but you know what, I I want to at least get my kids in for free or for a discount and I'll let you have the field.
2: That's I would be two, but we know right. that the majority, the majority of, people, the, majority in, of high in the state of Nebraska are, are would be, be the first one.
4: In Lincoln, they're gonna be like one. Omaha they'd probably be two.
2: I yeah, that drives me crazy. Um, makes me want to punch walls. Because that's not what it is. Look, I can line up coaches by by in two in two lanes. There are people who do the job so that they can say they're doing the job. And then there are people who want to do well while they're doing the job. Yeah. And there's a difference. Ownership versus do right. There are people that want ownership of the program for all the perks and benefits of owning and running the program. And then there are those who are there to do something for the people that they actually engage with on a day-to-day basis. And those second people are the ones that get into the right drill, the drills that actually fit what they're going to use nine months later when the season starts, rather than all the circus and, 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 and the exhibitionist stuff. Can you Are you doing the job because you want to do right? You want to do good things with it, or are you the coach that just you want control over it? Look, the paycheck is good. You don't want to lose it. You and your partners are, are all benefiting from it, right? That y'all are you talking get, about high school, high school and college. You could look. I you can measure up. You can measure up coaches simply by the dudes who are ownership dudes.
4: Yeah, I mean that's a little different. I mean get it's a little right, different. Dudes. I mean I just think that high school I'm just talking about high school. The, the, These cats is just they need to do better. Yeah. They can be mad, but they probably out there. I better go check my car. They might surround <laughs> <there and> <laughs> well, my tires.
2: But that's the right thing to say and that's the right conversation to have. We'll throw the break. We'll come back. We got more. We got stuff we can cover. Um, this is a great topic to, 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 to pick up again.
0: Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP&J on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com